ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له اشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما بعد يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله واحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر امور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ثم اما بعد يا عباد الله it is incumbent that we are sincere and that we establish the tawhid for this is the purpose for which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created mankind this is the purpose for which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the human beings and the jinn as Allah ta'ala he says وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ Allah Ta'ala He says, And I did not create the jinn nor mankind except that they worship me alone. So it is a must, it is incumbent that we fulfill a tawheed and that we are sincere and that everything that we do is for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala only. Every single thing that we do is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Qur'an has been sent down and revealed. So as to educate us about this reality, if one was to ponder over the ayat of the book of Allah, he will find that there's not a single ayat except that it calls to and it has therein the call of a tawheed. If one contemplates and he reflects, he will realize that the Qur'an begins with a tawheed. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Arrahmanirrahim. Maliki yawmiddin. Iyyaka na'budu wa iyyaka nasta'een. The Qur'an begins in the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. All praise and thanks belong to Allah, the Lord of the Alameen, the Lord of the mankind, jinn, and all that exists, the most beneficent, the most merciful, the master and owner of the day of judgment. You alone do we worship, and you alone do we ask help, you alone do we seek help. You find here all of the categories of Tawheed are mentioned. And Allah Ta'ala's statement, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, we find at Tawheed. 
al-rububiyyah. That tawheed al-rububiyyah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the only Rabb. Allah ta'ala, He is the Lord. The Lordship belongs to Allah and Allah ta'ala alone. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the one who causes life. He is the one who causes death. He is the arranger of the affairs. He is the creator. So on and so forth from the affairs of Rububiyyah, we found mention in this ayah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. So therefore we find in this ayah, the first category of Tawheed, Tawheed al-Rububiyyah. And then we look at the second ayah, as it was mentioned inside of the first ayah, Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim, the most beneficent, the most merciful. We find here at Tawheed al-Asma wa Sifat, the Tawheed of the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there we find already two categories of Tawheed. And when we look to Allah Ta'ala's statement, Iyaka na'budu. وَإِيَّاكَ نَسْتَعِينَ Then we find the third and final category of the Tawheed, At-Tawheed Al-Uluhiyya. The Tawheed of Uluhiyya. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the only one who deserves to be worshipped. That we worship Allah and Allah alone. That لَا يَسْتَحِقْ الْعِبَادَ إِلَّا لِلَّهِ That nothing has the right to be worshipped except Allah. That Allah ta'ala, He is the only one who has the right to be worshipped. So the Qur'an begins with the Tawheed. The first verb that is mentioned, the first fi'l that is mentioned in the Qur'an is na'budu. We worship you meaning alone, O Allah. This is the first verb mentioned in the Qur'an. So the Qur'an from its beginning, it calls us to a Tawheed and to be sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first command that is mentioned in the Qur'an, as Allah ta'ala, He says, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ اعْبُدُوا رَبَّكُمُ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ وَالَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Allah Ta'ala, He says, O humanity, O mankind, worship your Lord who has created you and those who came before you so that perhaps you will attain piety. The first command in the Qur'an is to establish the worship to Allah and Allah Jalla wa'ala alone. So when one looks and he contemplates at this, he will find that the Qur'an begins with the Tawheed. Every ayah in the Qur'an contains a Tawheed. The middle of the Qur'an is filled with a Tawheed and the Qur'an ends with a Tawheed. As Allah Ta'ala, He says, قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ النَّاسِ مَلِكِ النَّاسِ إِلَاهِ النَّاسِ Allah Ta'ala, He says, say, I seek refuge with the Lord of mankind. With the king and the owner of mankind. With the ilah of mankind. The ilah meaning the one, the only one who is to be worshipped. The only one who is worshipped in truth. لا معبود بحق إلا الله Nothing has the right to be worshipped in truth except Allah. So you find that the Qur'an, it ends with the Tawheed, like it began with the Tawheed, like everything in the middle is a Tawheed, because it is a must, it is incumbent that we implement, that we establish the Tawheed, because this is the very reason for which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He created the mankind, and that is to establish the Tawheed. So with that being the case, Ya Ibadullah, it is incumbent, it is a must, it is a must, it is incumbent that we are sincere to Allah Jalla wa'ala, that we are sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
that everything we do is for Allah Jalla wa'ala alone, that we do not mix within our intentions anything other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we don't do things for Allah and such and such, for Allah's sake and for the sake of this and that, but everything is done solely and sincerely for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So sincerity, ya ibadullah, is a must. It is a must, ya ibadullah. Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ حُنَفَاءَ Allah Ta'ala, He says, And they were not commanded, except to worship Allah alone, making all of their religion sincerely for Him alone, حُنَفَاءَ those who implement the Tawheed and they willingly stay away from shirk, they willingly stay away from polytheism, they willingly stay away from all of those things that are contrary and opposite of a Tawheed. They willingly run away from it while willingly establishing and leaning towards the Tawheed. These are the Hunafa. Those who implement the Tawheed. And that they pay, or that they establish the prayer, and they pay the charity, they pay the zakat. That is the upright religion. That is the religion, that is the deen that is upright. That is the way of life that is upright. When one looks at this ayah, he would realize, he would take notice to the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَمَا They were not commanded. So then therefore we will understand that the deen is by the command. By the command of Allah Jalla wa'ala. That the deen is by the command. By the command of His Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. It is not by our whims, it is not by our desires, it is not by our intellectual rationalizations and the like, but rather it is by the command of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and that of His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So what is the deen? The deen is that which we find coming from Allah and His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And this we benefit from this portion of the ayah. That the deen is by the command of Allah Jalla wa'ala. And from the, from the beginning and middle of the end of the Qur'an, commands us to do what? To establish the Tawheed. So Allah Ta'ala, He says, And they were not commanded except to worship Allah alone, sincerely, all of their religion for Allah and Allah Ta'ala alone. This was they, what they were commanded to do. To be sincere to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ibadullah, we have to be of those who are sincere to Allah jalla wa'ala. We have to be of those who are sincere. Everything that we do from salah, from zakah, from siyam, from hajj, from umrah, anything, everything that we do, it has to be sincerely for Allah jalla wa'ala. Not so that we may be seen, not so that people may speak about us, not so that we may develop a good reputation, not so that we may uh, yani get something from money and, and wealth and the like. No. None of these things should enter into our minds. None of these things, our, our motivation, our motivation should be, should only be the face of Allah Jalla wa'ala, looking forward to and anticipating that reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is it. This is our motivation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and striving hard, striving hard to seek Allah ta'ala's pleasure and to do that which Allah ta'ala loves and that which Allah ta'ala is pleased with so that we will be rewarded by Allah. So if a person seeks a reward, then he seeks the reward from Allah only. If he seeks the reward, he seeks the reward from Allah only. This is what he wants, this is how we establish sincerity. This is how we will benefit. This is why we were created, so that we can live our lives upon this manner. Worshipping Allah and Allah Ta'ala alone, everything that we do sincerely for Allah, Jalla wa'ala. Allah Ta'ala, He says, لَنْ Allah. 
لحومها ولا دماء ولا دماءها ولكن يناله التقوى منكم الله تعالى he says the blood or the meat and the blood does not reach Allah it never reaches Allah the blood or the meat and the blood from it meaning from those animals that we slaughter that لحوم that meat that blood it does not reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but rather what reaches him taqwa the piety from you the piety from you is what reaches Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not the meat not the blood not the money in which you spent peace be Allah but what reaches is the taqwa the piety from you Imam Sa'di rahimahullah ta'ala he says لَنْ يَنَالُ اللَّهَ لُحُومُهَا وَلَا دَمَاءُ That the blood or that their meat and their blood does not reach Allah. He says, أَيْ لَيْسَ الْمَقْصُودِ مِنْهَا ذَبْحُهَا فَقَطْ He said meaning that it is not intended the pure slaughtering of it alone. What is not intended that a person just comes, eat al-adha, he comes for the adhiyah and the like, and he slaughters that animal and that's it. That's not what is intended. That is not what is intended. But rather, as the Imam, he goes on and he says, what is intended is what is the ikhlas from the person. He goes on and he says, وَلَا يَنَالُ اللَّهَ مِنْ لَحُومِهَا وَلَا Nothing from the meat nor the blood reaches Allah Ta'ala. لِكَوْنَ Because, أَوْ لِكَوْنِهِ جَلَّ وَعَلَىٰ الْغَنِيُّ because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the one who is rich. He is the one who doesn't need anyone. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the one who doesn't need anyone. So therefore, is there no need for the meat, no need for the blood to reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He doesn't need nothing from anyone, Jalla wa'ala. He says, وَإِنَّمَا يَنَالُهُ الْإِخْلَاصُ فِيهَا But rather what will reach Allah is the sincerity. The sincerity that one exhibits while slaughtering that animal. That is what reaches Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَاحْتِسَابْ الصَّالِحَةِ And a person's anticipation of the reward from Allah ta'ala. And the correct, righteous intention. That correct, righteous intention. That's what reaches Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's important that we know and we understand this. وَلِهَذَا And due to this reality, قَالَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَلَكِنْ يَنَالُهُ التَّقْوَى مِنْكُمْ But rather what will reach Him is the piety from you. Is the piety from you. فَفِهَذَا حَثُّ وَالتَّرْغِيبَ عَلَى الْإِخْلَاصِ so with this, there is an encouragement. There is an extreme encouragement to have sincerity when slaughtering. To have sincerity when slaughtering. And so that the intention is only seeking Allah Ta'ala's face only. And not for glory. And not... So it may so to show off, so that he may be seen doing these actions in the light, and thus show off. And not so that it may be heard about him, such and such and such and such, that people may go and speak about him in his absence. Oh, what good things Fulan did when he did this and he did that and so on and so forth. This is not his motivation. 
He doesn't care about these things. But he only cares about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Shaykh, he says, وَلَا مُجَرَّدْ and not just habitually and not for the mere act of habitually doing something as some people they do it becomes Idul Adha then we just do it because that's what we do every Idul Adha it becomes like a tradition it becomes like a habit they don't do it habitually they do it seeking Allah Ta'ala's face seeking the reward that is with Allah Ta'ala this is why they do it this is why they're slaughtering not so it can be said oh so and so he killed a cow oh so and so they killed a camel and the like la he does it for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sincerely for Allah jalla wa'ala. وَهَكَذَا سَائِنُ ibadat, And likewise all of the acts of worship. Likewise all of the acts of worship, the same intention. Sincerely for Allah and Allah jalla wa'ala alone. Not for anything else. فَإِن لَمْ يَقْتَرِنْ بِهَا الْإِخْلَاصِ And if it is not, meaning the act of worship, it is not met with sincerity and having fear of Allah Jalla wa'ala kanat qushur alladhi la lub Then it is like a shell that has no inside. It is like a shell that has no inside. We all know the reality of a shell that has no inside. When you're eating your pistachio nuts that we love, right? And those nuts that have shells and the like. When we crack that shell to find that there is nothing that is contained therein, what do you do with that shell? You immediately toss it to the side because it has no value. It means nothing. You get a nice pistachio, you're anticipating the nut that is contained therein. You break it open to find it is empty. What do you do? You throw it away. This is no benefit for me. This is no benefit. Now, likewise the ibadah, likewise the ibadah that doesn't have ikhlas, likewise the worship that does not have sincerity is like that shell that doesn't have any nut on the inside of it. It's of no benefit. Just toss it out. No benefit to no one. Also, the Shaykh he says, Imam Sa'adi rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, in striking another example on how the ibadah without ikhlas, what it, re- what it is really like, he says, وَالْجَسِدَ الَّذِي لَا فِي And it's like a body that doesn't have any soul inside of it. It's like a body that doesn't have any soul inside of it. Naam. We know the reality of this. We know the reality of this, Ya Ibadullah. That the body that's devoid of a soul that is what? Is dead. Is dead. Therefore, it's of no use, it's of no benefit to us. Sahulillah. No benefit to us. This is why when a person... He needs help. He needs to hire an outside contractor to help him reconstruct a portion of his house. Right? You don't find him going to the graveyard looking for those who can help him carry wood and cut this and saw that and nail this and paint that. You don't find that, do you? Because we all know, intrinsically we know, we know the reality that those who are dead, they have no benefit to us. They have no benefit to us. Their benefit has ceased when their soul was taken from their body. When their soul was separated from the body, then their benefit was over. We know that. We understand that. This is why we don't go to the graveyard looking for day workers. We don't go to the graveyard looking for day laborers. We don't do that. But rather we'll go to the places we go to looking for those who still got the soul inside their body because we know this one here, he can help me. This one could benefit me at least in painting this wall. Right? Yes. This is the way, Ya Ibad. So understand that the ibadah that's devoid of ikhlas, 
that worship that doesn't have in it ikhlas, then it is a worship that does not benefit. It is a worship that does not benefit. It is a worship that does not benefit. I don't know about you, but I know me. I don't want to do anything except that I want it to benefit me. Just like when you go when you go to work, you don't punch that time card. You don't get to work on time and work your hours and do overtime. Just so at the end of the week, your paycheck says zero. You don't do that. You put forth because you want to be rewarded at the end. Likewise, from our ibadah, we put forth our ibadah because we want to be rewarded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore, if you want to seek reward from your ibadah, you want to be rewarded from your salah. You want to be rewarded for your fasting, rewarded for your charity, rewarded for your this and your that from worship, then it has to be sincerely for Allah Ta'ala's face, sincerely seeking Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, and then only then could you hope for realistically in the attainment of Allah Ta'ala's reward. This is the way, ya ibadullah, this is how we have to be sincerity, sincerity. Hada aqulu qawli hada wa astaghfirullahi wa lakum wa astaghfiruh. Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ba'd. Allah Ta'ala, He says, Qul, إن تخفوا ما في صدوركم أو تبدوه يعلمه الله. Allah Taala He says, whether you hide that which is in your chest or you expose it, you bring it out, Allah knows it. Whether you hide what is in your chest or you expose it, Allah knows it. There is a tremendous amount of benefit that is here. So it is incumbent upon us that we remind you of a practical matter. This is why Imam Nawawi, rahimahullah ta'ala, he brings these ayat like this in the beginning of Riyadh al-Salaheen. Because he's pointing us to a reality that some people are unaware of. A lot of people have fallen into error. So after mentioning the sincerity, which is linked, we understand that is by what? By the niyyah, the sincerity of one's niyyah, of one's intention. He brings this ayah. He brings this ayah. Before getting into the hadith, he brings this ayah. قُلْ إِن مَا فِي صُدُورِكُمْ أَوْ تُبِدُوهُ يَعْلَمُ اللَّهِ that whether, and he says to them, if you hide what is in your chest or you expose it, Allah knows it. <clears throat> this is because the intention, its place is inside of the heart. Its place is inside of the heart. This is why the Imam mentioned this ayah. So, as to remind the Muslims that that intention. Its place is inside of your heart. The great Alama and Imam Ibn Uthaymeen, Rahmatullah alayhi, he says, لا محلها في اللسان في جميع أعمال He says, the place of the intention is not upon your tongue. In all of the acts of worship, it's not upon your tongue. وَلِهَذَا كَانَ مَنْ نَطَقَ بِالنِّيَّةِ عِنْدَ إِرَادَ الصَّلَاةِ أَوْ صَوْمْ أَوْ حَجْ أَوْ وُضُوءِ 
أو غير ذلك من الأعمال كان مبتدعا قائلا في دين الله ما ليس منه. He says, so thus therefore whoever articulates his niyyah, whoever articulates his niyyah, whoever articulates his intention when he wants to perform the prayer or he wants to fast, or he wants to make hajj, or he wants to make wudu, or other than that from the righteous good deeds, then this one has innovated. This one has innovated. He is the innovator saying something about Allah's religion, that which is not from it. Meaning that the one who he says when he's making wudu, I intend to make the wudu for whatever, whatever. Or the one who before he prays, he says, I intend to pray X amount of raka'at for such and such a prayer. Or the one who says, I intend to make the hajj, so on and so forth. Then this one, he has committed an act of innovation. Because the Prophet wasallam, he never ever, as the Imam, he goes on and he says, لِأَنَّ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ كَانَ يَتَوَضَّأُ وَيُصَلِّ وَيَتَصَدَّقُ وَيَصُومُ وَيَحُجُّ وَلَمْ يَكُنْ يَنْظِقُ he says because the Prophet وسلم, he used to make wudu and he used to pray and he used to give charity and he used to fast and he used to make hajj and he never articulated his intention he never on his mouth said, I intend to pray X amount of raka'an for such and such a prayer. He never said, I intend to make wudu for such and such a prayer. He never said on his mouth, I intend to make hajj such and such and such and such. I intend to give charity, so on and so forth. He never articulated that. The reason being, because the place for the intention is inside of the heart. So whether you say it or you keep it in, Allah knows it. Allah knows it. Since Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He already knows what you intend when you stand to do whatever. It's not based upon what you say. It's not based upon what you say. Because how many people say that I intend to do this salah, I intend to do this prayer sincerely for Allah Ta'ala's face. But the reality is not that. What's in their heart is not that. What's in their heart is something else. So it's not about what you're saying. It's not about what you're talking about. It's about what's in your heart. It's about what's in your heart, your intention inside your heart. Allah Ta'ala here, He knows what's in your heart. So why would you put it upon your tongue? This is redundant. Why would you put it upon your tongue? Allah knows what's in your heart. So who are you saying? So who are you talking for? What benefit do you say it? For whose benefit do you say? Allah knows. So why are you saying that out loud for? For who? Not for Allah. Allah already knows. Allah already knows. Allah already knows whether what you're saying coincides with your heart or not. Allah Shah already knows. This is why Allah then legislate this. Why? Because there's no this, you don't have the likes of these things in Islam. In Islam, we don't do things for no reason. We don't do things that have no benefit. We are not called to do things that have no benefit. Everything from the Sharia, every single law in the Sharia has a benefit. It has a benefit. Every single law in the Sharia. This is why we say to those ones, modernists and the like, who want us to change Islam, who want us to renew Islam, make Islam up to time and so on and so forth. We say, you people are misguided. You people are astray. You people have fallen into that which we seek refuge in Allah from. 
Islam is perfect. Everything in Islam is a benefit. Islam doesn't need to be changed. Now, the society needs to change. Change itself according to the Islam and then they'll find that benefit. This is the reality. But those who don't know, don't know. Those who don't know, like these ones don't know. There's not a single law. There's not a single law in Islam. Not a single law in Islam except that it has therein benefit. It has therein benefit. Not benefit, but yani, not fa'id, but fawa'id. Not just a benefit, but it has in it many benefits. So you'll find from every law, multiple benefits. Multiple benefits that you will get from that law. Multiple benefits. This is the reality, ya ibadullah. So with that being the case, then we understand that the, this mere action is contrary to the spirit of revelation of Islam. This is why the Prophet said, I never did it. This is why those who come with this after him, upon a guidance other than his, then they have fallen into error with regards to this. This is something practically that we have to point out. That the place for the intention is inside of the heart. So if you have been in the habit of articulating it, because this is what you were taught, I just want to remind you that all of us were taught certain things that were incorrect. All of us were taught certain things that were, weren't right. But But the truth has more right to be followed. So when we find that someone has taught us something that wasn't right, then we abandon that false teaching and we stick to that which is right. And we seek to make excuses for those who taught us these things because perhaps they didn't know. Or perhaps they were confused. Perhaps someone yani, misguided them and so on and so forth. So we make excuses. We make excuses. But at the same time with that, we don't make excuses to remain upon this falsehood. We make excuses for the person who taught us that falsehood. Maybe they didn't know. May Allah forgive them for that. So on and so forth. But now we correct ourselves and we do what is right. Because the truth has more right to be followed. Sincerity, ya ibadullah. Sincerity. Asallahu ta'ala an yuwafiqini wa iyaakum lima yuhibbuhu wa yarba. Wa an yaj'anna minan ladheena yastami'oona qawlan fi yattabi'oona ahsana. Wa an yaj'anna min man idha u'tiya shakar. وإذ بتولي صبر وإذا أذنب استغفر فإن هؤلاء ثلاث عنوان السعادة هذا يا عباد الله بارك الله فيكم وقيم الصلاة فإن الصلاة تنهى عن الفشاء والمنكر